Episode 16, August 2022. Well, hello, bonjour, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Follow the Light Film Photography Podcast coming to you from British Columbia's Fraser Valley. And I'm your host, Bob St. Cyr. This episode's musical interlude is provided by the very talented Mike Gutterman of the Negatives Positive Podcast. Thank you, Mike. Hope your summer is going well. These last few months have had some technical difficulties, so the original podcast I had scheduled for this time is currently in limbo, but I hope to rectify things this autumn, if not sooner. As you probably are already aware, this is not a regular occurring podcast. It doesn't occur on a set schedule, and uh, I hope that doesn't uh, bother anyone. Today's short episode deals with a bit of experimental photography, specifically lumen cyanotype printing. After the show, you can check out my initial samples on the associated Facebook page for the podcast. But before that, I would just like to give you a photographic summary of the last few months. And I'll share some images to correspond with this summary on the Facebook page. First, there was a photo walk sponsored by Ilford and Photo of Vancouver, British Columbia in April, where we were supplied with a roll of Ilford film. It was so nice to see and chat with other film photographers whilst seeing something of the city. The culmination was the submission of our favorite image from the walk under the theme of close, as in close up. Then they had these images printed, framed, and displayed in the store. Unfortunately, mine was placed in the very back where seldom eyes would venture, practically out of sight for store patrons. Oh well. Maybe they will give me better placement next time. Then in June, there was a Caresdale Camera, Amplis Photo, Ilford and Subway sponsored walk where we were supplied with a roll of 135 HP 5 Plus film and Subway supplied the cookies. This photo walk occurred at the Stave Lake Historical Powerhouse near Mission, BC, which is one of my favorite photo sites in this area. Once again, it was nice to see people from different areas of the Lower Mainland, Fraser Valley, show up for the photo walk with a variety of camera equipment. One of the impressive highlights was John showing us the Fuji GFX camera. For a medium format digital, I expected something bigger and heavier. It was a pleasant surprise to see so much digital resolution packed into such a small camera. So I see photo walks as a great way to meet other film photographers and learn about new forms of equipment that I may have heard of or seen pictures online. It's also nice to see photos that others have done. It's refreshing to see different compositional interpretations of various subject matter. Photo walks are also a good reason to get out, get some exercise, and work with some of the gear that may just be sitting on a shelf whispering, When are you going to take me out to make photos? It's a good excuse then to rotate through your gear if you have a lot of cameras. This way you can show them a little attention. I look forward to more of these photo walks. On the subject of using camera gear, we have on hand, planning photo outings is another way in which we can rotate through our precious camera gear as well. Maybe sometime while chatting online or better yet face-to-face in a cafe, Plan a modest outing with fellow photographers and then set a time frame to share an actual photograph from your negatives. But nothing happens without someone initiating the photo outing. But I think there is a strong connection between mental health and creativity, i.e. a film photographic practice in my case. 
So there is another good reason to get out and shoot some film photos, if you so desire. It's up to you. Of course, everything I've talked about here in the podcast is just a suggestion. Uh, Whether you want to get together with others and photograph, or whether you want to go out and use your equipment, that's totally up to you. Uh, These are just some of the things that I've observed, and that's all I'm doing is sharing them with you. So, enjoy your photography. This summer, I went from one classroom to another by teaching summer school as this is something the district offers, which I'm sure others do too. On a personal note, just before regular school students leave for their summer break in late June, I make available summer math packages for those students who want them because aside from teaching art, I also teach mathematics. So summer school this July saw me teaching visual arts, something I do enjoy. But because it is so short, there isn't a lot of time to develop an in-depth knowledge and understanding of many art concepts. So I just focused on a few fundamentals, and then we developed various art pieces. But one thing that impressed students and the vice principal in charge was when I introduced the students to cyanotype printing. Now fast forward a bit. Summer school is over for another year. Now my summer break begins, and it's time to finally start using the photographic paper circa 1970s from a Slavic country I acquired on eBay. Very interesting packaging in nice, neat folded papers with foil on one side and matte black on the other, or in some cases, just black matte folded paper. I wanted to try something different this year, so coated some of the sheets of photographic paper with cyanotype chemistry. My subject material was old, used postage stamps, which were sandwiched in my contact printer. The results were interesting, as I did not know what to expect in the first place. It appears that the cyanotype chemistry does not coat nice and neatly across the photo paper, so left some strong lines and imperfections. Perhaps a sponge brush will mitigate this problem. The sun is pretty strong and direct these days, so leaving the stamps and photo paper exposed for 30 minutes or more makes them stubbornly stick to the paper. I found exposures of around 20 minutes to work well, and the stamp details transfer quite distinctly. Now, with the cyanotype-coated papers, my results were more predictable. However, the stamp impressions did not come through as well as with the photo papers, which is to be expected. Walking to church in the morning one day, I noticed different types of vegetation growing in the park across the street. So I returned to gather a few samples for making prints. So working with some of this vegetation, I combined them with partially finished photographic prints, prints that were not yet fixed. I had processed them uh, a bit in the darkroom, like develop and stop bath, but I hadn't fixed them. So I wanted to use some of these prints with some of the, the plant material I gathered and see what I would get when I sandwiched them in the contact printer under the sun. I tried some variations then fixed, washed, and dried the images. I was underimpressed. I didn't expect the reddish finish, but I like how the grey tones remained where covered with plant material. Initial results over on the Facebook page can be seen. Obviously, there is more experimenting to do. So, thanks for listening. Hope your summer is going well. And if there's any questions, just let me know. Please take care. <music>